Well, I have good news and I have bad news. Okay, uh, let's start with, with the good news. The good news is that we have been nominated for a Webby Award. Ooh. The, the much-coveted Webbies, the it's most like- prestigious award of the internet the most yeah it's not uh, a second rung web award mhm mm. these aren't the dot commies no <laughs> no no sir <laughs> and now the bad news yeah yeah i'm ready for it's it it's a new category mhm uh, we we're up for the the first ever uh, sucker MCs who tried to step to us category. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Apparently, yeah, we did something to offend the whole Webby set. That whole crew is after us now. That's not good. They can crush us like bugs. If we I wish it was not- the dot commies now. Yeah, if we don't win at the Webbies, we're going to have to go out on the corner in front of Antonioli's Pizza on on a piece of cardboard and prove who has the better pop lock skills. And I am not prepared for that. Neither am I. We're in a lot of trouble here, folks. If you know anyone who's good at the pop and lock routine, please have them reach out to us. We will make you third mic on the podcast, just in case we have to go toe-to-toe with Typhoon, The Wizard, Dr. Octopus, uh, Solid Gold Spice. They're all they're mm-hmm. all coming at us, bringing their top rock, and we have literally nothing to... to we have no weapons forged no. against them. All, all that I... Uh, my, my entire plan is kill them with kindness, because... I have no popping nor locking skills. I could do a very, very half-hearted cartwheel, but then I'm going to just roll somersault into hoping that everyone has a good time. That's pretty much all (laughs) I've got. So you're going to do a cartwheel. I I guess I could somersault uh, a, a, a slow... Careful yeah, somersault. This is not a this is not a flip, not a front flip. We're talking about putting your head on the ground and then gently rolling yourself forward over <laughs> yeah, your shoulders. Yeah, yeah. And, <laughs> and it would probably help if someone would spot me as well. Yeah, you're gonna your best case scenario. You're gonna end up sitting cross legged and saying "ta da." We've we've really got in over our heads with this Webby Awards thing. Mm-hmm. Do you know they charge people? They charge you to uh, try and get yourself a Webby Award. This is a little peek behind the curtain. We mm-hmm. weren't actually nominated, but I did see the nomination website uh, advertised to me today, and I was like, yeah, why not? And I said, hey, why don't we try and get an award for uh, best original writing on a podcast? And they were like, that'll be $500, please. And I was like, that'll be not what we're doing. No, not at all. See ya. I think that's a fairly common thing. I I remember, uh, you know, how they have those inserts in in the newspapers where they 
award the best of uh, every type of store, restaurant, uh, different venues, like what, what the the best the town has to offer sort of thing. Mm-hmm. Like I, mm-hmm. I worked at a store one time and they, they said like, we'll put a category in there for you and, and you could win for, for this much money. Best, best pizzeria known to host uh, gang dance competitions named Antonioli's Pizza. <laughs> what do you say? That could be a category if the prize is right. Hey, if you want to pay for this column in the paper, in the independent, in the independent weekly newspaper, Antonioli's Pizza could be a big winner. What do you say? Yes. If yes. I am the yes, pizzeria, I, I say yes. If we, and this is what we should be doing instead of this podcast idea is, is just uh, opening a pizzeria where local street toughs can lay down their Maytag cardboard and settle things like real men on the, on the, uh, on the, the corrugated dance floor. Yeah. yeah. Now, I thought you were going to say what we needed to do was start our own award show and then just collect uh, checks. Oh, my God. This is this is most irregular. But I I, I want to jump right to I. This is one from the Podtron. Let's fire him up. No. OK. The Podtron 4500, ladies and gentlemen, it's an artificial intelligence that we taught the names of the most popular podcasts on the Apple charts, and then it takes those names and synthesizes new podcast titles for us. And this week, it has suggested The Awardist. Oh. This is a podcast about giving awards. To those the who award. have uh, paid paid the most for the award, it's it's really more of a purchase. Yeah, yeah. No, this is all about how we would put on an award show. What we would do, we could get experts from different award shows on the on the podcast. We could talk to them about like how do you come up with uh, different categories? How what do you do with the diversity? How do you n- nip that diversity in the bud so that nobody ruins your good time at the award show uh also who makes those big versions of the statues that go up on stage mm-hmm. do you have a like a truly open bar or an open bar with limits limited mm-hmm. open what bar? goes in that bag and that you give the gift bag an everybody iPad? has an ipad already like mm, what do we do yeah. now what are you giving people oculus quest i bet I'd be Possibly. willing to place money on that. Everybody's getting the Oculus this year. Here it is. Facebook's own virtual world. Enter it and be made new. The new flesh is here. Paul Sorvino, <laughs> select your avatar. <laughs> oh. Paul Sorvino could use some new flesh. The old <laughs> flesh has gone bad. Uh, the awardist. I'm just thinking about uh, what's a category of award that doesn't exist already. 
you know, we've got them for the internet. We've got them for books. We got them for movies. We got them for pictures. We got um, them for journalism. Does the uh, Webbies like could could we uh, try to horn in on their territory a little bit? Uh, are are there like a TikTok specific award show possibly? We could do like the Canadian Internet Awards, make our own version of <laughs> like the Junos. What if we did the Latin, the Latin Webbies? Okay, <laughs> I like the sound of that. It's just the Webbies, but only for uh, for a Lat- Latinx web presences. So, I, I can't think of a. I think that we're absolutely the right people to put that on. Yeah, I mean, 100%. The, listen, I think if you went back and looked at who put together the Latin Grammys, you'd be surprised to find that it was probably white men. White men who were like, we can't give all the Grammys to We'll just the give Latin them their own show, year. their own, like they can we, have their whole night just for them and they can stop ruining our fun at the regular. <laughs> Wait a minute. When we made all of these Latin singers famous this one year in the 1990s, we never foresaw that they would sweep the Grammys. We have to make a se- a separate but equal Grammys. <laughs> what about this? I don't think that there is an award show for this, and we could be the ones to put it on. The Cat Call Awards. And this would be <laughs> just awarding the 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 most the best and brightest cat calling yeah. has to offer and, and we're not looking for we don't we're not looking for demeaning out of out of date bullshit we're looking for people who are pushing the envelope we want guys who are cat calling at men at women at non-binary individuals they're complimenting whatever book they're holding they're not talking about their asses and tits these guys are doing it right <laughs> How do you cat call somebody for what book they're reading? <laughs> hey, sweet cheeks, gravity's rainbow. <laughs> yeah, you couldn't do it though without complimenting her. That's butt. a pretty good choice. <laughs> That's the kind of cat calling we're looking for, and if we can find it. We're here to give out cash prizes. Maybe we start the awards show as a way to kickstart more progressive catcalling. Maybe that doesn't exist yet, but if there's an award for it, Mm -hmm. somebody's going to do it. And all of this could be just a great big tax shelter for us. Yeah. Yeah, Like the Ukrainian Grammys. Mm Mm-hmm. They weren't even they weren't even recording music before they started doing the Ukrainian <laughs> Grammys. Is it just a bunch of balalaika music? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's okay. yes. So that's the awardist. Well, that's completely throwing off the entire I had the outline all put together here. Do you have an idea for a podcast? Yeah, I do. Um, this one is called uh, The Podcast That Scares Extraterrestrials. 
And a lot of times, you know, alien movies are uh, scary, but not in the 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 spooky uh, sense. Like uh, they're they're usually not ghosts in alien movies, and perhaps they have uh, you know better technology than us. But on a psychological level, if we 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 get into their heads and find out, like, oh, they're scared of wolfmen, we can do yeah. wolfmen. So it would be a podcast that, that, that tries to, to uh, view the world, our world, through the eyes of uh, the giant big-eyed aliens and then try to scare their pants off. Also, yeah. why don't they wear pants all that often? A lot of times those guys are just walking around naked, getting off their giant, humongous, state-of-the-art spaceships. Yeah, they just come right off of there just swinging that. Swinging that club. Mm-hmm. They don't wear pants because they're allergic to water, and if you get the water on them, listen. If you were, if you were allergic to water, would you wear jeans? Yeah, I mean, I'd probably wear multiple layers to, to you know. But what keep, if the jeans got it. wet? What if they got <laughs> wet? I mean, then what are you doing? I mean, then your leg would be getting wet. Like you're, it's a bad situation. Yeah. Either way, like I'd probably be a bubble alien. Yeah. To make sure. Hey, what if, what if the, what if the aliens came off of the spaceship and they just had jeans on? I mean, that, that'd probably. I think that's an alien I could have a beer with. You just. <laughs> It's got some nice boot cut jeans on. Here comes the flying saucer comes out. It lands in a field. You're out there with your little, you got a little pennant that says earth on it. And you're Mm -hmm. waving it around. We're the best. Go earth. Yay. Welcome. Welcome. And then he comes out. It's like a, you know, the ramp drops down. Fog. Fog comes out. It's a blinding white light. And then you, you distinctly hear. Coming from inside the spaceship, you hear John Cougar Mellencamp's, I need a lover who don't drive me crazy. <laughs> Someone knows me enough. Hey, hit the highway. And then here he comes. It's the alien. He's just wearing a pair of blue dungarees. <laughs> I need a lover who don't drive me crazy. I don't know. I'd probably hang out with that guy, try to get him a job, you know. One of us is late to work. We can clock the other one in. Mm-hmm, you know, mm-hmm. I'll be his wingman. He can be mine. You know, though, he's going to tell him to hit the highway at some point, and then yeah. you're going to be the one left holding the bag. Her friend's going to be calling you up, like, why did <laughs> not call her back? <laughs> hey, you saw those jeans. You knew what you were getting yourself into. Yeah. Fellow wears jeans like that. He can't be. He can't be pinned down. Yeah. This alien, the, the John Cougar alien, is here for a good time, not a long time. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. So and this is what the podcast would be about. It would just be a podcast about being in a committed relationship. <laughs> and he'd be like, "Oh no! Oh no! Here I go!" Yeah. And I'll just have to tell him, you know, like this, this whole thing started out with me trying to scare you. But I, then I learned who you were. We became friends. And, and oddly enough, that attachment 
is what it took to frighten you. So it was a success. You're, you're, we you're did. frightened of commitment. We've defeated you. Yeah. Jeans alien. Head back to planet. Well, planet bugle boy. How's that? I was trying to come up with a good planet name. <laughs> I'd like to, uh, uh, Possibly buy a star in the star registry and name it Bugle Boy. The Bugle Boy system. Mm -hmm. How funny would that be if, you know, the star registry, which is the real thing that exists. How funny would it be if we just went on there and bought all the stars and named them after, like, uh, defunct corporate entities? So in the future, when the current corporate entities go out to explore space... They're like, well, here we are. Um, we're here at planet Theranos searching for signs <laughs> of life. Hmm. Do you think that we could find a blue star and then there's always a blue light special at planet, planet Kmart? Kmart? Yeah. Yes. Yeah, it's just a planet bathed in blue light. They live under the light of a blue dwarf. That's planet Kmart. So it's like also, a smurf. Yeah, yeah, it, it's it's inhabited by smurfs. Okay. And they can they exclusively use Martha Stewart cookware. I think that they might have had the Kathy Ireland uh line of clothing. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Who I I think they might that might still be a thing because I don't think she ever did anything to get into trouble. Mm -mm -mm -mm. I'm, I'm no, trying to remember which one of them clean. had uh, uh, Paula Deen products <clears throat> and then had to rename them all. Boy, poor Paula Deen just caught the tail end of that. She could have just if that had come like a year and a half later, nobody would have cared about it. She could have just pretended it never happened and everyone <laughs> would have just gone on with their business. <laughs> Paula Dean just got in there at exactly the wrong time. Yeah. They were like, she's the biggest racist in the world. Meanwhile, like Jaws the Revenge just under the water. <laughs> A million other racists just waiting to jump out of the water and be like, hey, I'm racist. And poor, poor, just backwards old lady Paula Dean, just caught up in the hustle and bustle of our modern world. She doesn't know no butter. Your honor, my, my client here is just a simple country woman who loves butter. <laughs> Is Matlock defending her? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, excuse me. I need a hot dog. <laughs> my favorite food. She should have hired an actual lawyer and uh, instead of Andy Griffith. <laughs> she should have hired Matlock. <laughs> that would have been a slam dunk. Who's going to... You seriously going to go into... I mean, I'm a young man. By old people standards... I, if I got called into jury duty and they were like, folks, here's Paula Dean, you know her. She's that lady with all the butter. 
she had a slave themed wedding. And I'd be like, oh, I don't know, that's good. And then here comes Andy Griffith. <laughs> well, you know, when I was just a little shaver, we'd go catching catfish on Crackleberry Creek. And I'd be like, oh, not guilty. Not guilty. Well, all right. Uh, that brings up the question of uh, should should all uh, people who could afford him hire Matlock? Like, do you think, think Matt Locke would do a good job uh, defending R. Kelly? Do you think he would have gotten a different result? No, I see what you're trying to do to me here, and I'm not going <laughs> to You're not going to fight? Okay. <laughs> but I will say this. I think, conversely, if you become famous enough for being a fictional lawyer, anyone should have the right to you as counsel. Now, you can you can choose... An actual public defender who has passed the bar. Or you can get, there's a whole roster, like an NBA jam style menu of famous people who have played lawyers who got people off in impossible cases. And you're just clicking through it. You got Matlock, you got Perry Mason. And if you know the Konami code, you can unlock the original Perry Mason, not the Perry Mason remake. <laughs> you you can get. Uh, can you, you also can get, get all the NBA mascots? Can yeah, Benny the Bull <laughs> defend you? <laughs> you can get the, the Phoenix Gorilla. <laughs> you can get the rollerblading lion from the Sacramento Kings. <laughs> He just, he just comes rollerblading backwards down the aisle between the, and then he just does a flip on a trampoline and dunks a ball right in front of the judge. Any questions? Yes. What does this have to do with the trial? Oh. Well, that, that's also a problem because most mascots uh, don't speak, so he's going to have to do some sort of pantomime or. Just, uh, he just have such uh, have his dunks just pre- tell him his entire argument. Death. <laughs> All right, I got I got another idea for a podcast. Okay, this is called Technology Constitution. Okay, what's that mean? I don't know, but in this fast paced world. I think we need one. This would be us trying to figure out what a technology constitution looks like, because I think that we have a gap here where the original constitution is all like, listen, if you need 15 minutes to load a gun and shoot it at somebody, that's okay. Also, if you want to print a little leaflet that says that uh, Thomas Jefferson's sister is a lesbian, you're 100% allowed to do that. But they had no idea what was coming, what was down the pike, technology-wise. We got Space Invaders. We got, uh, I would say, the entirety of Billy Joel's We Didn't Start the Fire. (laughs) Facebook. Twitter. Mm -hmm. WhatsApp. So so, so what you're talking about is... uh... Not just getting amendments passed, but but saying like, hey, we you know how like new from the ground up, yeah, 
just about every other first world country has uh, seriously updated how their government works in the past 300 years <laughs> and, and maybe. Yeah. Well, yes, this is this is I think is how we could get it done is by calling it the technology constitution. Because, I mean, we could throw in some stuff about pollution and and that would be fine by me. But the only way that we can get this done is by getting people excited about technology. And and the iron is hot for the striking right now. I don't know if you're aware of this, but Facebook, they are in a bit of trouble. Mm-hmm. They got caught with their pants down. And then their pants disappeared. And then somebody was <laughs> like, hey, where's your pants? And they were like, they're they're right here. They were like, no, they're not. We can't access your pants. And they were like, I swear our pants are right here. And then somebody was like, hey, your pants are for sale at that store over there. And they were like, no, those aren't our pants. And they were like, hey, what happened to your pants? And they were like, our pants are on. And they're like, it's now there is someone who just texted me and said that they saw you and you were outside of your closet and you couldn't your you couldn't unlock the door to your own closet anymore that had your pants in it and you were standing there without your pants and you had to call a guy from another pants store to come drive all the way to your closet to unlock the doors so you could unplug your pants and plug them back in in the hopes that your pants would be back before 24 hours were over no that ain't me that was facebook last week Hmm. And I think that, uh, yeah, their loss is our gain. We can swoop in here while they're still looking weak, while they're all groveling before the Senate. Uh, uh, yeah. We'll be on the cover of Time magazine. Digging our boot heels into just, Facebook. We'll be on the cover of Time magazine in in the annals of history alongside other such luminaries as Mark Zuckerberg, mm-hmm. O.J. Simpson. That's right. Tanya Harding. Of course. Adolf Hitler. <laughs> yeah. Are, are these all people? <laughs> I don't I don't think Tanya Harding won uh, person of the year. But no, I don't. I don't think O. I don't think, I don't OJ, think OJ did, did either. either. But I, they were all on the cover of time. Have, hey, yeah, no, he definitely. What else? What else that year? Freakazoid, get out of here! What? What? What else are we talking about from 1994? The Charlotte Hornets. <sighs> yeah, can you imagine if OJ Simpson had not? allegedly committed those that double homicide the cover of time magazine would have just been i mean the band live and the charlotte hornets mascot gracing the cover uh we couldn't decide they both won person of the year yeah now i'm curious who was the actual person of the year 1994 natalie imbruglia (laughs) Why don't you be like Johnny Cochran?
Oh, it was Pope John Paul II. Oh, and he did so much. You remember, you remember that that scene from the news. The Pope Mobile was the one that ran OJ's <laughs> Bronco off the road. <laughs> Now, the, our, our current Pope, uh, I feel like he gets a lot of uh, stories in the news because he's, he's, he's always being like, I'm the progressive Pope. I'm, 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 I'm cooler than you thought a Pope could be. But that Pope, Watch me possibly it was because he wasn't. <laughs> yeah, he he just seemed like a, <clears throat> like a sweet old man that uh, didn't ever have anything to say. You talking about you're talking about JP two? Yeah, I am. Yeah, he was kind of our. He was like our grandpa Pope, like the one that we remember fondly because he didn't have any opinions. <laughs> Everybody has that grandparent, right? They have the grandparent here, like, oh yeah, they were a crazy racist. But mm-hmm. then you also have the grandparent where you were like, they were a really good one. But when you think about it too hard, you're like, they were the one that never talked. Right, mm-hmm. you're like, oh, oh, they probably had the same terrible ideas as everybody yeah. else there. But but they were into just like I'm gonna kind of stay out of the way. Yeah, they were just riding the wave. They were, yeah, no, I think that really, that's the hallmark of what it takes to be a good old person is to just be like, just sit back and and take it all in. Nobody has to know what you thought about. Oh, you know, back in my day, comedians didn't have to be like F word this and F word that. We had the Smothers Brothers. No no one cares about the fucking Smothers Brothers. Yeah, I used to get the Smothers Brothers mixed up. Like I thought like Smuckers. And I was like, the so Smuckers they're like Brothers. they're like the jelly guys? They make the jellies? I used to get them mixed up with the Ghostbusters. Thought they were Smucker's Busters. <laughs> Busting jelly? <laughs> Busting in a jar of jelly? It has to be good. Yeah. You know, back back in the Smothers Brothers days, they didn't have fleshlights. They fucked jars of jelly. That's right. <laughs> they kept they were special symbols on the jar that let you know. If it like was kosher. How, how much, yeah. Is there going to be seeds in this one? How slippery is this jelly? There's <laughs> just a separate set of little symbols at the bottom. Kind of mm-hmm. like hobo chalk signals. But it was just for dads to know. How, do, you, do you think how that American... Good... Do you think American Pie would have been a, a, a different movie if uh, like uh, the, the guy had told him to, to fuck a warm jar of jelly instead of a, an apple pie? I think it would this be called is, like jar of grape jelly instead this is of American worth, pie. I'm turning off. I'm turning the big knob that says this is available for anyone who listens. Creative Commons. <laughs> Creative Commons is turned off. <laughs> Full copyright on right now. This is our reboot sequel for the American Pie franchise. We're bringing it back. This is American Pie. 2022 and in this one the boy from American Pie he owns a pie company 
They're fuck pies. He's selling fuck pies. <laughs> these pies are for fucking. They're selling to people. They're like, these pies don't taste that good. But boy, they're still selling. Yeah. Who's buying these pies? And then it's like teenage boys are like, mom, mom, buy me one of those pies. <laughs> I can't get enough of that pie. Oh, boy, you know, my son sure loves these pies. Huh, 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 huh. He's just having sex with the pie. Cut to they're in the corporate boardroom. You're a genius. How are you selling these many pies? Well, let me tell you, talk to you, my uh, my my head of marketing, Stifler. And he's like, <laughs> you know, just a little weaselly shithead like he always was. He's the real star of this, though. Is his mom still around? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. In fact, he meets a younger version of his own mom. He's, there's, you know, there's a time travel element to this? No, no, he's not meeting his own mom. I just mean someone in the same oh, kind of... Okay. I thought I thought you were going back to the future with this. Don't be ridiculous. Like maybe 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 this grown up Stifler uh, gets in a time machine and goes back to 1998, and he's age appropriate to uh, mm. bang his own mom. And here we have yeah, this is why Stifler is so fucked up. He is a creation of inbreeding. He is his own father. Okay, maybe I'm back on board now. And and, and that's uh like he makes this one mistake and that that's why he's like never again. I'm only only busting in pies from here on out. Yeah. Then it turns out that after he has sex with his own mom, realizes that's why he is stiffler. Then he sets into motion the events that lead to Jason Biggs having sex with a pie in the first place. Yeah. He was behind and there, the there's scenes. also the terrible irony of, of, of him. Isn't he the one who introduced introduced the, the term MILF yeah. into the, the the lexicon? So little did he know. Yeah, come up and he he ends up having sex with his own mom. And are we? I guess we'd have to do some In sort of de aging technology. Isn't this a, a sort of a retelling of Oedipus Rex as well? Just yeah. in the the American Pie universe. Well, luckily that is in the public domain, so we don't have to pay any money, and we can get the clout off of saying that it's based on a, a timeless a yeah. timeless classic. People love that shit when you're like, oh, like Tristan and Isolde. That was like a big one back in the day. That's like, that's the basis of Romeo and Juliet, isn't it? It's like a. Yeah. Double. They made a movie of it after the Romeo and Juliet movie was really big. And the and the trailer was like, before there was Romeo and Juliet, there was Tristan and Isolde. And everyone was like, "We we don't care." Is Those there was somebody are weird? Was there somebody before Leonardo DiCaprio and Clara Danes? Because that's what put our butts in the seat. Do you have another idea for a podcast? I do. Uh, this one's called "Cover Abandon." 
And this is going to be kind of like an, an award show of sorts where uh, we pick uh, one famous uh, recording artist and then we determine who is the best cover band of that artist by scouring the internet. Ooh, I like this idea a lot. Cover abandon. Mm-hmm. Okay. Like we're, so we're, we're like, we, we, we love cover bands and every week uh, we pick a new artist and uh, I think we'd be allowed to play snippets of the music because it's not the original recording and, and we are uh, uh, looking at it with a critical eye. So we can probably play like 30 yeah. seconds or something. Yeah. I think we could get away with 30 seconds. A little bit more. I think if we were talking over it, what, uh, so this would be, we would have to pick like the best bands or at least the most covered bands. We would have to pick uh, bands that are big enough to have multiple cover bands devoted to playing only their music. Yeah. Like it, it could, there could be some good ones. There might be some not as good ones. Uh, so are we just doing bands? Are we looking for the band that is has the best covers or the most coverable band? Because I think those could be two different things. Maybe every week this is the awardist and it's just a different award. Yeah. I in, in my mind, it was going to be like uh, this week we're doing the Red Hot Chili Peppers and we find who is the best Red Hot Chili Pepper cover band. Ooh. And are we giving points for style or authenticity? Because this is like another all, big thing. All over all over the board. You know, like we're gonna have some candidates. It could and we'll be surprises every week. Yeah. yeah. It, some weeks it could be this band did a perfect cover of While My Guitar Gently Weeps. And then another week it's like this is the most avant garde cover of Dancing in the Moonlight, I've ever heard. And then th- we could also do a section of it where, like, uh, we'll say, this ain't it. Th- these are cover bands that miss the mark. Um, the Snake River Conspiracies cover of How Soon Is Now by the Smiths. That's one that just springs springs to mind. Mm. I'm not familiar with it. As soon as she said Snake River, I, I, I thought about Evil Knievel. Uh, not dying, but uh, yeah. should have. If he had died, that really would have been the real Snake River conspiracy, huh? Mm-hmm. They, you know, you'd hear like, he didn't die, they never found the body, and then you'd be like... That's because it exploded into a billion pieces. And then <laughs> they like, I don't believe it. I think he he's... was in a rocket car that did not make <laughs> it over the canyon. And the nature of a rocket is yeah. to explode. He died years before that Smith song came out. So explain that to me. All right, I got I got another idea for a podcast here. Okay. This one's just called Manifesto. But that is essentially what it is. It's us coming up with a manifesto. And I don't plan on doing any kind of 
killing associated with this manifesto. However, I feel like killers in general, and I don't want to make broad generalizations here, their manifestos have been getting weaker and weaker. I think it's the, the killing's fault. I think that they are too worried to take that manifesto out into the world and workshop it because they think that somebody's going to read it and tittle tattle tale to the police. But really, if you want to have a strong manifesto, there is you need to take a writing class. It needs you need to, to be find people you trust. Yeah, absolutely. You you can't you can't just you know take your own life knowing. Eh, Within six hours, they're going to have my manifesto, and and no one's ever read it. It's a, yeah. So this is basically my idea: was we do a podcast where we pick an issue, we get mad as hell about it, and then we write a long, incoherent, rambling screed that if somebody wants to go, because look, in this day and age. I don't even expect these guys to have a reason to want to go on a killing spree. But if they could have one ready-made, I think there's money to be made there. We could sell these manifestos to would-be serial killers. You got your you got your guy on a shooting spree in public. You got your uh, guy yeah. who's just killing people for the thrill. None of these people have any idea. It's all because they played violent video games, but they want to have something to say when the news comes knocking at their door. We'll be ready. We've got the manifestos they crave. We'll sell them the manifesto. We take a small royalty. They get to be like, it's because of the Smurfs. So so this will be like a, like a mad-libbed uh, manifesto? That'll yeah, just have yeah. blanks where you can fill in what you're pissed off about, but exactly, yeah. Okay. We're just making manifestos for people who want to go on killing sprees, so that they have something to say when they get captured. They'll be like, "Well, as you know, King Kong was released on HD DVD," and then people are like, "Okay, here we go. Yeah, this guy's a nut." <laughs> Man, I, I do feel for the those that, that adopted the HD DVD. They're calling went, went... him the HD DVD <laughs> killer. <laughs> He's leaving a copy of iRobot on HD DVD at the scene of each crime. I don't even know if that one was on HD DVD, but man, oh man. Were were you an HD DVD adopter? I was not. I didn't even know, like, I bought a Blu-ray player well after those were kind of on the way out, too. And it was because I kept scamming Best Buy for new TVs. <laughs> Every time my TV broke, I would trick them into giving me a warranty on the replacement TV. And at some point the replacement TV was worth way more than a TV because I had been doing it for like a decade. So they gave me a free Blu-ray player too. And that's how I ended up with the Blu-ray player. Mm. 
If anyone out there is listening to this, it works for Best Buy. I'd like to say you have no proof and you will never find me. And I think that the statute of limitations has run out on this. And if it hasn't, I'll come to your house and I'll murder you. That wasn't me that said that. (laughs) It wasn't me either. (laughs) It was my evil twin. <laughs> Ooh, that that's a good manifesto to have. Like uh, a manifesto where I'm only doing this to protect you from him. Oh, yeah. It would also be pretty cool to just do a manifesto and then be like, "P.S. This is I am his evil twin." And then when you get caught, you're like, "Did you get him? Did you catch my evil twin?" <laughs> The one that was mailing bombs to everyone? Did you get him? Oh, you gotta get him. Don't waste your time with me. Go get him. Yeah. That's that's why uh, I occasionally wish that I had an identical twin. Because your whole life is just playing these sorts of uh, hijinks, right? Getting away Mm -hmm. with murder. Wife swapping. Oh, absolutely. You don't know how often I'm like, damn, I wish there was another guy who looked like me who could just have sex with my wife. <laughs> Do some job swapping, too. He's like, I'm a little bored of this. I did, you know, variety is the spice of life. Like, I'll do your job and you do my job. I'm just, a, yeah, I'm at like a smelting plant, just sweating. Oh. And then he's doing a podcast <laughs> where he just stays up too late talking bullshit. I'm like getting burnt, getting like scalded <laughs> like Johnny Tremaine. He's like just smoking pot. Like what? What if? What if the tortoise and the hare started a band? <laughs> Man, he's fucking good at this. Holy shit. Holy shit. You wouldn't think somebody who smelts all day could come up with some like, shit like, like that, please, but boom. Please. I'm, I no, no, lo- fuck you. I, I want to keep that one. This this is the good one. He came up with the tortoise and the hair band. Get back to smelting. All right, let's let's go to the let's go to the hotline. Okay. Folks, this is the hotline. If you have an idea for a podcast, you can reach out to us at our email. That's we don't have a podcast yet at gmail.com or call the podcast hotline. That is 702 podcast with a p at the end. We tried to get podcast but it wasn't available. 702-763-2277 or we don't have a podcast yet at gmail.com. We have a submission here from Anna, who writes, Stinky, a.k.a. a podcast about things that stink. Uh, And I already have a few suggestions here. Number one, Subway. Now, are are you saying just in general their sandwiches aren't very good? Or are you saying that Subway... I'm saying the sandwich store itself always smells bad when you go in. Why? 
All the ingredients are good. It's just fresh vegetables, like delicious smoked meats, and and fresh baked bread. But it always smells like a gym when you walk in. I, I, I'm, I'm gonna blame the that that weird uh, oven that they have that they, they they bake their weird little turd bread in. I will say that I, I I do believe that there might be something to do here with the uh, oft-cited fact that their bread includes some sort of chemical used in yoga mats. Might be part of it. They might be melting down the yoga mats. Their sweat from the people at the yoga class in the bread. They've got these mats, you know, who knows where they're getting the mats. They're melting them down. They're putting them in the bread. There's a guy with a ponytail telling everybody they're doing a real good job, yeah. but he secretly, they're all terrible. Their form sucks, but yeah, they're all going home with him. That's what matters to that guy. And then he's just selling the mats to Subway. Yeah. There's, these are my old fuck there. mats ringing sweat and semen out of the fuck mats. <laughs> yeah. They've got they've got a whole little team of orphans just ring ringing all the the blood, sweat and tears out of those out of those yoga mats. And they actually they use that that doesn't go into the bread. That's a separate thing that they use to steam the spinach for the chicken bacon ranch. This is the conspiracy theory I'm trying to get going. Mm -hmm. I I think it's a good one. Probably mostly true. Mostly? (laughs) What are some other, I mean, skunks, of course. Yeah. Um, Well, uh, when I was growing up uh, in in my hometown, we had a uh, big festival every year. It was a barbecue festival, but there would be lots of, vendors coming in uh, mm, that were on mm. the festival circuit and a lot of them would sell food and you know there's a lot of uh shitty jewelry and uh yeah just uh th- th- that sort of thing but there was one vendor who was like a joke shop on wheels Ooh. and i'd be very excited to go and buy things and they always had those stink bombs that are like little glass pellets that when oh, you break open, yeah. smells very strongly of sulfur. And so everything in town stank the week after the festival because all, all the pe- people that are shitty like me bought those things and were all, just like yeah. popping them all over town. Yes, I I had a friend who did that on the escalator at the M M&M and M store in Times Square <laughs> one day. Just went to the M M&M and M store. It was like, you mean it's just M and M's? Fuck this! And then smashed a stink bomb in the escalator. <laughs> I remember doing one in Burger King one time in the morning when when they oh. had breakfast going, and oh, I'm like. No. I made it smell like your egg farts are going to smell later in here. Nobody wants a breakfast sandwich. Everyone's thinking about their own breakfast sandwich feces. I used to get the ones that were a little foil pouch, like a little tiny Mylar balloon, and they had a thing inside you crush. 
they would start a chemical reaction like baking soda and vinegar, but also the fart the fart chemical was in there. And then you could just toss those into somewhere, like into someone's car as they were driving by, and then they would explode and just blow the stink everywhere. <laughs> like a literal bomb of stink. You you but made I me also... realize like a, a great prank would be to somehow get the menthol bubble out of a camel crush cigarette filter <laughs> and put a sulfur bubble in it. I also used to get those the stinky cigarettes that had a little sulfur bubble in them. It <laughs> you wouldn't crush it, but you'd get you could actually just buy the stink pellet that you could push into the filter of a cigarette <laughs> and then give to your friend and then they'd start to smoke it. And after like two or three times of someone smoking the whole fucking thing and not even noticing or caring that they were smoking what was 100% carcinogenic fumes. <laughs> I was like, this isn't a good prank. <laughs> My favorite though, as a child to get from the, from the uh, prank and magic shop was the, the fart candy. Do you ever get those? They were mm -hmm. like butterscotch candies. They would make you fart so bad that you thought you would die. And I would do it over and over to my poor old dad. <laughs> Just give him these butterscotches and he'd be like, yum, yum. And then like, a, like an hour later, he's calling in sick to work. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> did, did he find out that it was the butterscotches you gave him or did you just not tell him? Well, I couldn't help myself. I was I was hitting him on multiple fronts at the same time. I'd also put like the gelatin pill in his coffee and then turn it solid. <laughs> you hit him with the itchy powder. And then I'd come into the room like, look at this. I, I there's smoke coming from between my fingertips. And he'd be like, All right, did you go to the prank store? I feel sick. Did you did you poison me? And I'd be like, Yes. Yes, sir, I did. Poison. I'm really sorry. Would you like some but of look these at mixed this, nuts? Look, this, <laughs> would you like this jar of mixed nuts? That's the podcast that stinks. Now let's go to the Podtron. Let's do it. Folks, the Podtron 4500 is a artificial intelligence. We gave it the top charts of the Apple Podcasts. And it looked those over, and it gives us the titles of podcasts that it thinks could be other hits. Podcasts like Dolly Parton's Wars. <laughs> this would be a podcast. Um, look, I... I, I know better than to throw Dolly under the bus on a podcast. People love Dolly Parton, but the Dixie Stampede, we all know that was that was a misstep on Dolly's part. And what I think this podcast could be is Dollywood and the Dolly Parton organization rebranding the Dixie Stampede as a recreation of some other more appropriate, more fun wars. 
Hmm. Instead of it being between the uh, between the Yankees and the Rebs, maybe it's a musical theater production of the uh, Emu Wars. That's a fun war. Everybody loves the Emu Wars. What are you gonna get mad? Half of the half of the half of the uh, actors are dressed up as uh, flightless birds, and they're kicking the shit out of the other half dressed as Australians. Now, now do you think fun. that all the emus are going to be played by humans, or are we just going to get uh, bird-like actors and then supplement them with real emu? We have some ostriches. We have some rias. And we have they'll a be like, of... a, we'll, we'll, we'll help them bond together. Yeah. Some of them, yeah, some of them are actual birds that were raised from hatchlings with the cast. And those ones know to always side with the cast. However, if there are any replacements, like if anybody gets fired from the production, we will have to put those birds down. Mm -hmm. Sadly, but also um, we'll make some minor changes to the menu at the dinner theater, you know. Suddenly the drumsticks have gotten a lot larger. (laughs) And the burgers have gotten a lot drier. Yeah, gamier, mm. lower fat. You know what? We, we I don't want to lose that many actors, though. I, I, I say we hire a big bird to act as a, a go-between. Half man, oh, oh. half bird. Yeah. All woman. Yeah. <laughs> Did Big Bird ever lay an egg? No. He's still, he was not all like woman. A, I'm sorry. Just, just a just a child. Child Big Bird for decades. Never never the, reached sexual maturity. They're explaining to Gordon and Olivia. Well, Big Bird, you know, uh has you know, they're going through these big birds are going through puberty sooner and sooner. Uh, let me ask you this. Have you been letting big bird eat like normal ground beef, not from whole foods, like the kind that they, they pump full of those hormones and shit. That might be why big bird laid an egg. Have you, has he been eating like <laughs> hamburgers from McDonald's? I mean, he gets all of his meals from the neighborhood bodega, so just what, whatever yeah, that, they're they're cooking up back there. What, whatever they got going over there. <laughs> there wasn't even like a, I mean, was there a grocery store on Sesame Street? Some, I feel like sometimes they would show like produce for sale, but only like at the kind of place where you stole the produce, you know? I feel like if you if you owned one of those produce shops, like a street corner produce, you, you're just doing that as a tax shelter to write it off on your taxes. Like, oh, yeah, no, everybody just stole all my apples. That it, I, it does sort of boggle my mind uh, how you make money doing that when when you're selling. How much do you get for an apple? I think these are probably like city prices. Folks yeah. in the city don't know what anything's worth. It's a $5 apple. Yeah. 
It's a good apple. These are the best apples. Do you see where uh, uh, Whole Foods was selling uh, bottled water with like a sprig of asparagus in it for five dollars? <laughs> asparagus? Asparagus water. They were like, there it is, assholes. That's what you wanted. <laughs> like a computer. Like the Podtron just told them to try it out and see what happened. I don't know. Maybe asparagus is a vegetable that I've eaten very little of. And really my only association, I can't even call up a flavor. I'm just like, that's the one that makes your pee electric yellow. Yeah, I guess it's a a bottled water for people who need their pee to smell bad. (laughs) Just in case they get into a situation with predators. They can fire off some smelly pee and scare them away. Do do you see anything on this list that that is uh, exciting to you? I do. Uh, This is uh, rebutting a, a baby. With then, Jim Norton and murder? No, with you. Oh, this one's called with you? It's rebutting a baby with you. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, I got some bad news for my other idea this week. It's you also, you also would like to rebut a baby? It's called rebutting a baby with Jim Norton and murder. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I mean, we can have guests, but I think the the general idea of the show rebutting a baby is good. We just put a baby on Mike and have him say some dumb shit. Yeah, and, and then, then we and tell, then we them, tell them how little they know and and, and, and and teach them some knowledge. Well, this one would be specifically with me or with whoever our guest is, I guess, if the you is referring to a guest. Yeah. Rebutting a baby with you. And this would be, yeah, we have a guest on, we have a baby guest on, and then we have an adult guest, and then the baby says something. It's like, I I like when uh, at playtime, Mrs. Braintree lets me have the, the bed bugs. <laughs> and then we're like, bed bugs are a disease. <laughs> You're going to take... Everybody in your class is going to get bed bugs in their beds. And You're I don't know if they're anything like lice, but we're just going to shave all your heads just just in case. But then my idea from the Podtron is a completely different one called Rebutting a Baby with Jim Norton and Murder. And this would be where the same baby comes up and he's like, Some... Sometimes dogs are brown. (laughs) And then we have uh, famous comedian Jim Norton. And we pick a murder, a true crime murder. And we have to use those two items to rebut the baby. Dogs are never brown. Here's Jim Norton. Hey, uh, uh. Uh, I'm not ashamed to be a pervert That's right, that's Jim Norton And now, murder And then we we pry his eyes open Like in uh, Clockwork Orange And we show him a murder Yeah 
And we get the dog catcher to come in and he says like, yeah, I've murdered thousands of dogs. I murder five dogs before I've had my breakfast every day. Every morning. day the dog comes in, I kick him in the ass. Never have I seen kick, a brown kick, dog. Kick and I've killed them all. I've killed Yellow dogs, black dogs, red dogs. Never a brown dog. That's going to give him a little glimmer of hope, though. That baby's going to be like, all the brown dogs are waiting for me. When I got out of prison. And then we're like, oh, welcome to our other podcast, Manifesto. Would you like to start planning your killing spree, young man? We'll write it for you. It's about brown dogs. Yeah. All you have to do is connect the dots and paint by number. Just... (laughs) It's the podcast to serial killer pipeline we've been warned so much about. And it's podcast in quotation marks, meaning it's just this one podcast that is encouraging people to become serial killers. All the other ones are fine. The Webby Awards are like, they are putting up some numbers now, I guess. Everyone keeps They're killing doing because great of their with the podcast. serial killer demographic. They are single-handedly fueling the entire white women demographic of podcasts by just creating two true crime. <laughs> Can't have no a true one, crime pride, uh, podcast. No one's listening to them, but they are listening to the millions of podcasts created about the criminals they're creating. With their, with with their theoretical uh, bad moms and dads for babies who don't know their parents and want to become serial killers, mm-hmm. with Jim Norton, and a murder, and then like we we also have a really good defense. We're like we're rebutting the serial killer baby. We're rebutting a baby. We, we aren't we aren't you know giving him a little pat on the back, burping his little ass. We're no. saying no, no, no. Don't you dare. What we do That's is a important. bad baby. Bad it takes, baby. It takes a village to rebut a baby. <laughs> All right. Do you have another idea from the Podtron? Yep. This one is called uh, Two Bears, One Cave. And I, I, I guess this is going to be a podcast where it's just the bear news of the week. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know, the, the people have all these trail cams out there and bears are uh, encroaching into our neighborhoods. Like you, you can almost always find like, oh, there's a bear in my hot tub or this bear is just like uh, rolling my trash cans all around the yard. That sort of shit. But uh it's also got a, a it's it's a, a joke on the two girls one cup so i think that will get people to download it yeah maybe we get the bears to eat each other's shit yeah and then regurgitate it uh back into each other's bear mouths oh boy yeah that'll be fun 
Uh, I mean, it could be just be a single episode of things that I'll say I've I've never seen the two girls in one cup video. Did they do that in there? Yes, they do. (sighs) It is quite possible that it is uh, not actual shit, though. Well, that's good to know. (laughs) I mean, two bears, one cave. it, It sounds too... Perfect. I'm sure this is probably that's probably a real podcast. A real pod, and yes, I'm seeing here that it is it is in fact a real podcast. Okay, with Bert Kreischer. All right. Well, do you want me to pick a different one then? No. Let's just imagine if it was a a real bear and Bert Kreischer, and they were shitting in each other's mouths, just having a good time with it. They're having fun. They're just loving. Listen, if there's one thing we know about that guy, he just loves attention. It doesn't matter whether or not things are accurate. It could be a Tootsie Roll. He won't tell. He'll play along. If it means clicks, if he's going to get on the uh, Comedy Central's Facebook page, he'll tell them anything they want to hear. Oh, I'm Burt Kreischer. I once landed uh, 747 in the Hudson River. Wasn't that Sully Sullenberger? No, that's what the government wants you to think. It was me, Burt Kreischer. Oh, yeah. Everybody everybody gives Sully all the credit, but all the other pilots that have landed planes in the Hudson, we are legion. None of us get any credit. We got Burt Kreischer. It's been Brian done before. Williams. <laughs> yeah. The he guy landed who wrote a helicopter. A million little pieces. <laughs> They're all here landing their planes in the Hudson River. I would love to just do an event where pilots got to try and land a plane in the Hudson River. And it was called the Sully Games. Could it be an offshoot of the uh, Red Bull Flutog? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Red Bull presents the Sully Games, and it's where you have to you have to land. Was it a seven forty seven? It wasn't right. It was a an Airbus, or a, it was it was another like Boeing. Anyways, you have to land a pla- a passenger jet in the Hudson River. Right out in front of the UN. Oh, wait, no, that's the East River. Anyways, you gotta land a plane in the river. Everybody has to be okay. And then Red Bull gives you a jacket that's, that has it's, has little cartoon wings on. And you get to show that off to everyone. You can go to the bar. They also give you the, the Red Bull card. Anywhere they sell Red Bulls, you, you can just flash that card and grab a couple cans. Wink, wink. Yeah, you just flash it at them and the, just give me uh, two blueberry pancake shots. Oh, right away, sir. Right away, Mr. Sullenberger. Yeah, you you have to pay for the, the bourbon, though. But the Red Bull part is free. You ever had one of those blueberry pancake shots? I have. Woo! It's one of the best. It's pretty good. For some reason, uh, blueberry and maple in liquor 
I've found to always be good. I've I've had multiple different beers that are blueberry maple. I think one of the first beers that snuck up on me and got me drunk was a blueberry beer. It was like just some blueberry lager that was, uh, you know, higher ABV than a normal beer. And I was like, okay, and like drank it. And I was like, oh, no, I'm drunk. And I thought that blueberries got me drunk for, for the longest time because of that. I was like, watch out for blueberries, guys. Hey, if you're having blueberries, you better watch out. That's one of those berries that they, I, I never hear anybody making blueberry wine. I would love to have blueberry wine. And if and if any listeners out there are making blueberry wine and you want to send me some, please do it the right way. Don't put any uh, of the, um, like methanol in it that'll yeah. make me blind. But I will drink it. So if you are out to kill me, now you know how. Please don't kill me. It, it's fine if you stain my teeth purple. That that that's fine. Just don't make me sick. Okay, so here are here's what we have for this week. Okay. We have the awardist. The podcast that scares extraterrestrials. Technology constitution. Cover Abandon, Manifesto, Stinky, Dolly Parton's Wars, Rebutting a Baby, Rebutting a Baby with Jim Norton and Murder, (laughs) and Two Bears, One Cave. (laughs) I'm sorry, Rebutting a Baby was with something else. With you. Oh, that's right, with me. All right. Is there anything from this list that is jumping out to you? Um, I think. Uh, what what was your first idea? Uh, I my first idea was a Podtron idea. It was the awardist. Okay, the second one then. The technology constitution. Okay. I think I like uh, either cover, abandon, or the technology constitution. Now, now, what was cover, abandon again? It's the one where we pick uh, a musical artist and then attempt to find who is the best cover band of that artist. Well, I really, also finding I, bad ones. I really like that one, and I would love to do that one, just because I think there are a bunch of bad covers and good covers we could talk about. Hmm. I think, I honestly think that's a good idea. This might be it. This might be the one okay. that finally well, frees us from this curse. Okay. We're going to get right. on the genie lamp. We'll just have to make sure we pick, like, a, a good topic. Like, we can't you know, pick pick one like that nobody does a cover band of. That that'd be a bad show. Oh yeah. yeah, yeah. All right, folks. If you wanna if you wanna hear cover abandon, this is the podcast about uh bands that have been covered both well and poorly, you can head over to patreon.com slash we don't have a podcast yet. There you'll get access to the vault. 
where every week we try out a podcast idea and hopefully this will be the one that sticks. But if it doesn't, there's over a hundred episodes over there for you to listen to. Just, just have a good time over there. You can binge them. If you're a regular listener to this, this is the next logical step. Just sign up for the Patreon. Give us a little goose financially and you in return will it'll be paid back tenfold to you with hours and hours of listening you can Mm -hmm. you can go through we have some webby award nominated uh stuff all it almost nominated we didn't we chickened out because they charge four hundred dollars to nominate your episode for a webby but it's all there folks and it's all yours for a low, low monthly fee of $5 a month. It's some of the best money you can spend. If you have gold and you want to send it to us, DM us on Instagram. You send us actual gold. I will give you the login to get this. Uh, listen we're going other people are talking about crypto i just want solid gold yeah all right you have some dental scrap send it our way we'll let you in on the podcast treats podcasts for gold yeah that's right whatever the case head to patreon.com slash we don't have a podcast yet there's where you can find cover abandon along with many many other things moon row scrooge 2077 uh the one where we did uh an hour of tongue twisters Mm -hmm. uh a one where we did haiku poetry one where we did a seance for a dead horse they're all there you can check it out over at patreon also go leave us a review on itunes apple podcasts whatever you want to call it just when you're done listening to this in the app you listen to click on the button go over to the description give us a five stars and say proud comedy from two strong boys that's all you need to do i'm nathan p woodard i'm andrew james estes good night